This morning we're going to look at vision, as you can see on the screen. What is vision and what is 2017 and have in advance for Faith Church? And this morning I wanted to kind of focus in on what vision is, how powerful vision can be. Now as you know, I promised a couple weeks ago we would be done in an hour. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to have to buckle the seatbelts and we're going to have to get down to business this morning and look at these things. Because I believe that as the world turns, not to use secular words, but as the world turns, the farther away the church can get from the vision I'm talking about today. That video that was shown during the offertory was picked because of It's my heart for Faith Church in 2017. To fix our eyes on Jesus in a powerful way. To be able to see beyond differences and to be able to look at ourselves in a light of Jesus instead of a light of anybody else. You see, there's there's power in this room right now. No, I'm not talking about the power to turn on microphones and turn on projectors and other things. I'm speaking of the power to change our world. The power to change us and therefore change faith church. The power to come together and put aside differences and do something for the kingdom of God. But this doesn't require lists and it doesn't require us to make resolutions. What it requires us to do is do what He says to do. Simple. Requires us to look at the Word of God and say, this is what we need to do. But then not just to say, this is what we need to do, but to do it. The Apostle Paul tapped into this Wonderful power when he wrote the following verse, which is on the screen for you and will be on your sermon outline as well. 1 Corinthians 2.2 And he said these words, For I have resolved to know nothing while I was with you, except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Those words stuck out to me this past Actually, it was two weeks ago when I prepared this message. Do we do that here? Don't answer that. Some of you may be quick to say yes, and some of you may be quick to say no. And that's okay. Well, it's not okay to say no, but it's something we have to work on. To know Jesus. To not care about maybe everything going on around us per se, but to have tunnel vision for Jesus. Sure, we need to care about those around us. We need to love on those around us. But you understand the difference that we can so sometimes so care about what others say that we forget what Jesus says. And so I thought about these verse. And I came up with seven or so things that I think the Apostle Paul would agree with. Because you see, this truth, and this will be on the screen as well, is a simple yet radically different message. 
isn't it? It's simple. I had to put this message together, took a lickly split. Because it's what the church should be about. It's what I've trained to do for 15 years of my life. But yet it's a radically different message in today's world. Because the church has gotten so consumed about keeping up with the Joneses that we've missed the point of what we're about. You see, we get caught up in a big picture, and we certainly need to. However, never at the expense of the smaller picture. The smaller yet grand picture of what the vision for every believer and therefore every church should be is again found in 1 Corinthians 2.2. A church that missed it and went on to get caught up in who was doing what and what they were doing. A church that was caught up in eating all the communion elements to make pigs of themselves, not because the Lord commanded them to remember what He did for them. I want you to catch that. This simple but radical message comes from a book that was written to a church that had gone wild. They compared pastors to other pastors. Well, this pastor did this better, and this pastor did this better, and and none of them did this well. They compared communion to eating their their breakfast meal. And so they came in and they, they whipped it down and they got drunk on the wine because they had no respect for what it was all about. It was McDonald's drive through to them, not a Word of God thing. They had women who put their hairs up in great lengths, and that's okay. But the reason those women did it was because they wanted every man and every person in the church to see their hair. Not because they were doing it to honor Jesus and take care of their hair. And yet, found in this church-gone-wild book, is the necessity of what a church should be. Now I will tell you, the Corinthian church didn't listen to Paul. And they paid a dear price. question is, will we listen to Paul? In other words, faith church, we shouldn't be trying to guess each other's motives. We should simply believe the best in everyone and encourage their hearts threefold. So what does 1 Corinthians 2.2 mean? Well, here's the seven points, and we're going to fly through them very quickly this morning. Number one, it's not Christ plus your good behavior. Look, we put those two together, and sometimes we say, well, if if you're a true disciple of Jesus, then it'll be Christ plus your good behavior. No, I don't read that from Paul's words. It says Christ is the reason that we live. Well, that takes me off the the platform. Absolutely it does. It's a beautiful thing. See, we don't have to be perfect to serve the church. So yeah, your motives might stink. That's a part of being a beautiful mess. I can't read them. He knows them. But that's his. That's not mine. That's not anyone else around us. The second one is, it's not Christ plus the number of verses we memorize. These are all blanks in your sermon outline, by the way. It is not Christ plus the number of verses we memorize. I grew up in a church that used to have this little, I I remember them like, and every time I see them in a craft store, I get all kinds of excited inside. They were little stars. 
that Miss Teresa Kramer used to have in her in her in her uh, Sunday school class. And every time the little kindergartners said a verse, we got to put a little star on a chart. And the goal was to fill the chart up and get a pizza party at the end of the year. Not bashing on that, but the problem is, is that the verses didn't really make impact. See, if we make it about the verses we memorized over the years, we can miss Christ. So it's not Christ plus the number of verses you memorize, it's Christ. Thirdly, it's not Christ plus being over-the-top active in your church. Oh my gosh, Pastor, did you have to go there this morning? Now notice the words here. I chose them carefully. Over-the-top active. Sometimes we're like Mary and Martha. You know the story. One of them was so consumed with getting ready for Jesus that she couldn't sit down and talk to Jesus. One was sitting at at Jesus' feet. And so one challenges Jesus... And says, listen, tell my sister that she's wrong. And Jesus says, well, certainly the one that has chosen to sit at my feet, the one that has chosen to suck in my word, the one that has chosen to sit and talk with me, we're blessed. And the one that's out in the kitchen trying to make sure everything's perfect for me. I want to be careful here. I'm not saying that, you know, we should give up everything. But what I am saying is, is that sometimes we can be so consumed with activity that we forget to spend time in His Word. And there's two words that usually happen right after that. Burnout. Happens all the time. I see it. When a leader comes to me and says, look, man, I've been moving, I've been moving, Pastor Brett, I've been moving, I've been doing all this stuff, and I'm just to the point where I'm ready to quit. You want to know what my first question will be to you? Leaders, take note. How's your devotional life going? How much time are you spending with him quietly? I'm not talking about listening to a sermon. I'm talking about on your sofa in the morning with a cup of coffee or a cup of orange juice, How are you doing with it? Because usually burnout equals we're not spending enough time quietly with Him. I find it in my own life. It's not Christ plus your tithe. Well, praise the Lord. It's not Christ plus wisdom from the latest Christian seminar. It's not Christ plus these things. And you may say, Pastor, I'm a little disappointed because I came for rocket science kind of truths. I thought you were going to blow our minds here this morning. Let me be bluntly honest. We don't need our minds blown. We need to get back to these things. We don't need Greek words and powerful uh, explanations. We don't need great illustrations. We need to get back to Him above all else. Because He will answer the questions that we have. It's not Christ plus the years you taught a class or a Bible study. 
It's not Christ plus a perfect spouse. Ooh. Isn't it funny how sometimes we put that on the spouse? And my spouse is leaving as I'm saying this. Put that on the spouse. Isn't it funny? How you know if our marriage isn't going right, well somehow God, I'm not going to give you time and be quiet with you because till my marriage is right, then I'll, then I'll give it back to you. See, it's not plus this perfect spouse, it's Christ. You'll never have that perfect spouse, by the way. It just won't happen because you're not perfect and they're not perfect and you get the picture. It's not Christ plus well-behaved children. Boy, have I learned that over the last couple of months. Because sometimes pastors' children can be under microscopes that other other children cannot be under. And so when the pastor's child misbehaves, it's somehow an issue. Some other child can do the same thing, and it's, uh, well, they're children. But you see, it's not that way. Christ plus nothing. It's Christ plus nothing. The last two are this. It's not Christ plus the right job either. And it's not Christ plus a good driving record. I don't know why I threw that in. I think because I had driven down to Dover and I mentioned to Michelle on the way home, this is off the subject, and I shouldn't be off the subject because we got time limits to meet. But I said, you know I drove so many miles in my life and never had been pulled over before? And she goes, you better not brag too loud. And... uh I didn't get a ticket this time either. Um, not that I was speeding all that much. <clears throat> um, but uh, it doesn't matter. It's not Christ plus a good driving record. The vision here is simply Christ. It's simply Christ. And I wanted to start off 2017 getting us back to that. You've heard a lot that's going to happen here in 2017. You've heard of small groups, and you know some of you probably have been a little scared about that. We're going to talk about that more as the year goes on. But the reality is, is that we're just simply trying to get back to Christ. A lot of times you can get involved in, 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 in things in church, and, and you just get away from this, this math problem that, that, that is here on your screen this morning. It says, Christ plus nothing equals faith church. It's, it's our vision for everyone. We, do, we don't want you to add something else to it. We do, we, I tell people all the time, you know, they say to me, well, I, I have this problem, Pastor, so I can't attend your church. No, 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 no. Come. You don't have to best behavior before you come to Christ. And Faith Church, a couple of months ago, or, or like a year ago, we drew up these vision statements. And I'm just going to kind of read some of them to you here. Number one is this. We believe that the process of becoming a disciple of Jesus involves the following. Baptism, prayer, ongoing learning about the Christian life, regular worship and participation in activities that utilize one's spiritual gifts for ministry. These things are things that we wrote down that, that our ministry council came up with that, are, that need to drive who we are. Number two is we value the Bible as the inspired Word of God from which Christians learn about God's truths. We never want to get away from God's Word. 
We don't want to hear sermons about Christmas trees and presents and things like that that aren't somehow tied to God's words. Number three, we believe in the importance of stewardship of time, talents, and treasures as a sign of a mature Christian faith. It's true. Look, in most organizations, people will come up to you and they'll say, if you go up to the the president of the organization and you say, you know, I'm really involved in your thing. What is the first question they're going to ask? I'm really involved in your organization. Well, what do you do? Now, somehow that's become taboo to ask in the church. But yet it's the thing that Christ says makes a mature disciple. What are you doing? How are you growing? How is what Faith Church is implanting in you changing how you act when you go out from here? It's a dangerous question. We believe that evangelism, sharing of the good news of Jesus, is the role of every Christian. The reason we put that in is because we don't believe it's just the role of the pastor. And we also don't believe it's a gift. What do you mean by that, Pastor? I've heard more than once. I don't have the gift of evangelism. Uh, If you have the good news, you should share it. It's not a gift. We're told we got to share it. Number five, we believe that prayer is essential for any ministry to happen here at Faith Church. And then last, Faith Evangelical Congregational Church exists to bridge people in Jesus through evangelism, having a hearing of the good news, sharing of the good news, and outreach to our community. We here at Faith Church will embrace people through Christ-centered worship that exalts Jesus and does so in a respectful manner. We will then develop people through a discipleship process, which is small groups and Christian education, of Christian education opportunities. The body of Christ will grow together through fellowship, care for each other, through the church. Finally, we commit to spending time together as believers to encourage and exhort each other as followers of Christ. And then comes the logo and the mission of loving Jesus and loving others. If you take all five of those statements, it's wrapped up in loving Jesus and loving others. So why did we share this today? Simply because I wanted to remind you on January 1st, 2017, not hours into the day, this is why we exist. We don't exist to build big and bad programs. We don't exist to do some of the things that we get so focused on. We exist to share Christ, to know Christ, and to love Christ in a way that people will sit up and take notice in our communities and beyond. A new year has come, and God is with us in loving and caring and hoping and expecting. God is with us, and He never lets us go God keeps us faithful through the days that lie ahead. God, keep us caring as we see the pain that fills Your world. God, keep us serving as we seek to do Your will. God, keep us loving towards our neighbors near and far. God, keep us trusting through the uncertainties of life. God, keep us sharing from Your generous abundance. God, live in us. God, live with us. And God, live through us. Amen.